and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want, Season 5. I can't believe it's Season 5. And today, I brought back my friend, Rob. Hi, Rob. What's going on, Jazzy? I'm good, I'm good. I wanted to, I wanted to have you back because I love what you're doing lately with the trauma conversation that you're 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 helping people with and I decided this year I was naming my year I don't know if you saw in the flow of life community Georgia and I we had an exploration and because Kathy Sharit I'm like name dropping a whole bunch of names uh, because Kathy named her year last year we decided in the flow of life that we were going to name our year this year. Like Georgia was like, I think that's so cool. And we did the exploration and I originally um, had named my year as uh, embrace the reboot because of what we had had a conversation in the past where we were like, you know, I have old thinking about myself. It's, it's time for me to reboot that thinking. So I like, it was kind of like, that was the essence of it. But Last week, I had a conversation with Yael Abramson. Do you know Yael? Of course. That beautiful human being from the yes. LGBTQIA plus community. I love her. I like I I had heard of her. I'd seen her, you know, in the international community meetings, but yeah. I'd never been on one on one with her. And so we had this gorgeous conversation. And she said something, she said, and you know what? It's so funny because these are all things that we've heard before, but it's kind of like, it hit me like a brick. And she said, she said, you know, at some point in my life, somebody said something about me and I made that more important than who I was. Mm -hmm. That really touched me. Like I was bawling. (laughs) She was just looking at me going, are you okay? (laughs) Like, no, it was, it was really more of a realization because I think in the past few years, what I've seen is that I'm okay. Right. And so what's showing up are weird things that are showing up in my space like it's kind of like i'm seeing things like wow i think this person is broken and i'm like wait but they're not like as opposed to before it was kind of like no no this person is broken i have a big heart let me go help them Mm -hmm. well now i don't see it like that anymore i think that every single one of us is just fine but we think we're not (laughs) well definitely that gets in the way a large part of the time so this year is my year of healing i want to heal and it's so funny because i was talking with gary before and gary was like well don't get caught in the healing the healing journey because you could stay there forever and i was like you know it's not about going on a journey it's just about noticing now oh Look, I've got a wall here. Why is that wall there? Like, yeah. I do I need it? <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of thing. You needed it then, probably. Probably. Yeah. 
Not now. Yeah. You you know the things you need now. Yeah. <laughs> you know them. It, it, it's kind of like going when I go back into my closet sometimes. I do my spring cleaning. You know, all I wear is hoodies anyway most of the time. So I'll get rid of some hoodies. <laughs> then I'll put some hoodies downstairs. There. But I'm about to get rid of them, but they go downstairs for a year first because of the new freshness that's coming. For a year? Yeah, yeah, for at least about okay. before I did because I only do the downstairs every six months to a year. So I just basically transition it out. But my, my point of that is if we don't stay fresh with ourselves, a lot of that becomes problematic for life, the stuff you talked about, the traumatic experience and things like that. I absolutely love that healing is your year. And and the reason I love that is because uh, obviously we're talking about life after trauma. Healing is what I'm pointing people to. So, you know, um, and I've had some interesting things about healing that it, I would love to share it. Like there's this quote that Sid Banks has that says, there's the form and the formless together. They create the whole, the oneness of life, that which we call God. And so when I look up the definition of healing in the textbook, it says to make whole again or something to the effects of repairing in the sense, the brokenness. Mm. And I'm like, no, that's not right. What actually healing is, and, and this is just wrong. Healing is trying is me reconciling the balance of my spirituality formless to my lifestyle form, my psychology, my way of thinking, my mind, like all of whatever word you want to put there, right? And when I I can't reconcile those, that's when I have to go on a healing journey. It's basically what you call it: finding your way back home. You're, you're trying, all we're trying to do is close the gap in between how I caught up. I've gotten the form part, trying to make my way back to the invisible. And, and that's been so fun, so freeing and so, so powerful to see this because some of it, I didn't even know was possible, especially when I was hurting. You know, especially when I was hurting, I didn't even know things like this was possible. And that started making me think about ensuring that we're saying the same things when we're talking to people who are hurting and suffering. Because when you're hurting and suffering, your your, your antennas aren't out. You're not dialed in. You're not as aware as you can be. So if I'm trying to reach you and then I'm expecting you to be all you know all i can't you're suffering right now i gotta find you where you at in your journey and then point you back to the formless where the answers and solutions to those obstacles are for you and then we keep going and next year i get all new hoodies (laughs) so let me let me ask you this so something something came up uh, again I was talking with Gary um and I like I I I was explaining like one of the things that I've seen is that I have been sexually harassed 
not assaulted. I just meant harassed. I'm not talking anything physical. But look at me. Look at me right now. How I'm trying to minimize the words sexually harassed because I think they mean so much. You know, I kind of like want to tell people, no, no, I'm not talking about being harassed. Don't go Uh, there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't go there in your head. But nonetheless, it, I, I never named it like that. Like I grew up with it. Right. Um, just like being bullied, you know, I was bullied. I was bullied and sexually harassed. My God, I was having so many problems. Um, One of the things that Gary said was, I hope you know that none of these things can actually hurt you. Right? And I kind of agree. Yet I'm still stuck with, like I'm thinking of, sexual harassment for for example like you know like once you've been sexually harassed if you speak to all the women you know it's like it's a shameful thing it's um and it's it's difficult to even look at the person who has done it right i i want to be able to i want to be able to forget it and get it out of my space get it out of me just knowing that oh oh it has happened it doesn't have to control me anymore so that's the kind of healing that i want to do i want to be able to just say oh yeah that happened in my life but it's it's all good but not in a fake way you know not in a way where I'm, I put up a wall of, well, this is fake. I, I just want to truly, truly let it go. Heard a whole lot in uh, different, different conversation, different time. We'll do it that way since this is our podcast. So, uh, but what helped me most with memories, right, and seeing what in the healing process what could actually hurt me what could um there is no pain that comes from the invisible that doesn't have permission to be there pain say from the again. form say, there say is no again. pain there is no pain that comes from the invisible which means the things that we think in our mind that doesn't make us feel the way we do without permission. Mm. Yeah. We have to grab onto that. Yeah. Like we have to. And, and, and for me, what, what I realized, and this is just me, the reason I needed obstacles and issues in my life. So it would validate that feeling of thinking I haven't arrived there yet anyway. So here's my reasons why. Hmm. well the reason why i'm not like this because i'm black you know and it's hard for a black man to do blah 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 oh the reason i don't have this is because well you know i don't want to play the game like whatever excuse i would make up but it stemmed from still thinking that something was wrong with me and I, i needed to have an excuse about a way i am i don't 
I don't. Sometimes I cry when I'm in my office thinking about some of the sad shit I've done over time. Would I do it to this day? Absolutely not. But sometimes it happens. What I think that does for me, though, is it keeps reminding me never to lose sight of being a blessing to people. It doesn't beat me up like, oh, you you did this, you did that, you did that. It doesn't. It used to. But once I saw that I'm whole, and really all I'm trying to do is reconcile with my spirit being to remember my true purpose for being here, let's demonstrate and, and exemplify love. When I start from that place, yeah, I've had traumatic experiences. But again, like I was saying earlier, there's a difference in having a traumatic experience talked about from a place of knowing you're okay and having a traumatic experience thinking that it's still real. Like technically, there hasn't been any sexual harassment in a sense from that person, at least within two decades or more, correct? No. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it's, um, okay. No, no. Oh, they still do it. Okay. No, no, it still it still occurs because it's 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 um classified as it's just a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, like okay, gotcha. Tracking. Okay. Right. Got it. Got it. Uh, it's, it's not funny. Yeah. You know. Have you ever said that? Uh, I've started. I've started oh, saying okay. it's not yeah. funny. Before, before I would just, I would just kind of like, and and you know, hide the trauma, hide the hide the shame, hide. I. It must have been. It's it's kind of like it must have been something I did. Because I'm there's a problem with me. Right. right? It, this is what's starting to reverse where I'm yeah, kind of yeah. like, wait, actually, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Oh, yeah. If, if, if I'm offended by that, I'm offended by that and I can voice it yeah. and I can say it and I, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Not at all. And that's, that's new. Wow. Right, that's new in my space. As a, I mean, I, I, I would, I would talk back because I'm a strong personality. I think you've, you've, you've yeah. known me enough to know that I can say, "Oh yeah, fuck you," but yeah. it doesn't matter. Like the inside of me was like, because <gasps> I, I am loving, and I, and I want to be good, and I, I think that you know you are one of the person that showed me how uh, showed me that you pointed to that at one point we were having a conversation and and I was saying something that in my mind was I shouldn't say that and you were like oh you, you there's so much love there and I was like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about you know but you can hear the the love in the background and I think that you doing that for me has woken me up to it. It's like, oh, yeah, there's in the background of any interaction that I deem bad or that I deem unworthy or that I deem negative in any way, shape or form. There is 
love in the background of it, but there was a fear that showed up and then a wall came up or a behavior came up or something came up. Right. And that's the part we can't control about the others. Yeah. Yeah, Similar to the conversation we were having actually before we hit record. Words, experiences, we all have them. And so when I put words around an experience for me, it may mean at a different intensity level than what you mean around them and so on and so forth. And yeah. it's, it's finding your voice, right? Your voice. Um, that's, that's so beautiful in that. And standing up for yourself when you feel like, hey, this is not what I want my experience of life to be like. So kudos, you know, kudos on that. Um, what, what I'd say though is how here, here just a few, uh, I think it was yesterday, I had to make a phone call uh, on behalf of a family member because they're behind due on a payment and they asked me to make the call. So of course, when you call a bill collector, most of their interactions are very, very, you know, angry. And so the first agent I get, I mean, come off, shoot me, no good more. Like it's a whole tone. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is hilarious. You know, but I'm still just in their angry tone. I'm just like, yes, ma'am, my my account number, you know, blah, 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 saying everything. And I think it then hit her. Because she was like, well, how was your day? But we've been in the conversation now for a minute, right? Yeah. And I said, I said, thank you for asking. I said, I, I wondered if this had to be a, a hostile call. I said, you know, he is, my, well, just, my cousin is aware of this and we totally understand here's the reason, here's the hardship, here's the, so I put everything together for it. Man, it was so different of an experience. Not only did she, like, it, it was, he was only needing to do one payment. She made it so that he doesn't have to make a payment for two months so he can get some surplus for the other one because she know how hard times are. Like, and then next day, I'm like, this the bill collector lady. You know, when, however someone else is and what their realities are and us, healing is that reconciliation where their reality isn't. You know? What you feel like you don't have a power to put something on me. You don't have a power to stop, pull the brakes in my car that I'm driving on my creativity. You don't, you don't get the option to leak out the safety I feel in my life. Who put you over the balloons? You know what I mean? You don't leak out my safety of life. I, you don't give that to anyone. You never give that away. You keep that. And and I love that, dis- but it's a discovery. Yeah. You know, it's well, a balance. That's what you're reminding me of. You're reminding me of what I'm, what I've seen. It's kind of like, I could, I could say, baby, baby, come on. I could say, oh, I've been sexually harassed. And then I could start talking shit about the person who did it. And then I could try to, I could invent and I can make up and I could, I could spend a lot of my 
precious energy, my precious time doing that. And at the same time, just basically putting oil all over the place. And the slightest thing could just pop it up right away, right? I don't want to do that. I just want to look for me. Like, what is it that's popping up? Oh, I'm sad. Like, if if I look at, because, you know, one of the big conversations that I, 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 that the big things that I'm looking at is my body image. And, and, you know, nobody calls me up and says, Jasmine, you're fat, you know, like nobody does that, you know, like I, I have people are, you know, when I tell but them, you've used that to scare yourself before. Yeah. yeah, but Nobody has done it for real, but you've no. used that, that thing, that thought to scare yourself. Yeah. Before. I've had somebody, I've had people very young. I've started being tell, told, Oh, um, you've got, you're, you're getting a little, you're getting a little hefty. eh? age. But I'm the one who made up the rest. They just had a comment like that. And I made up everything else. Right. But most people don't have all the thinking I have around it. You know, I, I, I remember. Uh, maybe they do. Yeah. Maybe they do. But You have the right to that, though. I want to make that abundantly clear. I don't care what conclusion you came through from how you felt on your experience. It's your right. Yeah. No one gets to take back from you. Yeah. And that's what I don't want anymore. So, so it's kind of like I made it up innocently, didn't not knowing what the hell I was doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't want it no more. I just don't want that in my space. I want, I want freedom. I want to be able to do things because I want to do things not because when I was five, something happened to me. I made this up. It's coming up naturally. You know, like I'm starting to see all of these little things pop up. And I'm kind of like, what, the, what is that doing there? Like, you know, I don't want this no more. Right. And I can also see that in the past, it has showed up. I would see it, did not know what the hell to do with it. And therefore, I would blame something else. I would go and find something else occupy my mind in order to not be able to look at it. Got it. Yeah. Right. Got That's it. what I don't want no more. And I love, so I, I, I want, I'm, 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 I want to bring back. So we, so those of you listening, uh, we had a conversation obviously before we hit record because we were just like yapping away. And I was like, wait, let's hit record. Actually, Rob said it. And one of the things that he said that was really interesting, and I would like you to talk about it, speak okay. to that again, is, is the words that we use. Because, you know, Rob is right now working on this Life After Trauma project or course, or, or he's going to tell you a little bit more about that. But uh, one of the things that I saw about trauma for myself is that I had, like in the summer, I saw that I had an interaction with neighbors in my 20s and i was traumatized like it was that that was trauma for me and ever since then i haven't been talking to neighbors like and i mean they're right next door right i've been it has had a major impact on me i mean my whole life since my 20s because i was avoiding talking to neighbors when i would go outside i would walk out like this 
you know, like, is there's a neighbor there? I would like walk out turning myself, like, you know, not being able to be free because of that trauma that I never named as trauma, naming it as trauma. Now I can like, now I have a new neighbor who I saw appear and I started palpitating and I'm like, what's your problem? Like, what's going on, Jasmine? It's like, and, and I couldn't understand it. Like my intellect was just not computing. And that's when I saw the trauma thing. And then he came and knocked on my door, right? So I just see this and he knocks on my door and I open the door like this. Hello? And he goes, hello, I'm your new neighbor. Would you mind if I wash your windows? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? He says, well, I'm going to be outside washing my windows. Your windows are right there. Can I wash your windows? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm almost crying because of how everything I had, the weight that I had about neighbors. Right. You just, you have just described the healing cycle. Traumatic experience. I'll start there. Traumatic experience. Most people typically identify with having to do with the danger of physical death. And and I do get that. But I think that's why the term gets hijacked and we simply want to talk about it as it pertains to first responders, military, firefighters, and those people who are always at a dangerous type job. But then there's the trauma where I think someone psychologically can lose their sense of safety and security in life. And it has the same effects that it had upon me as an actual bomb flying across my head. Um, and, and so both of them feeling wise for the individuals, both of them are different narratives. They're different stories to the person, but the feeling is shared. It's the same pit. It's the same palpitations. It's the same sweating. It's the same, am I going to be able to live? That's the same. And that's why I don't get into trying to qualify or quantify traumatic experiences for people. Um, so that's that's what happened. So it happened with your neighbor. But then what happened immediately after that, which is typically what happens in trauma, is there were some actions you did to take care of yourself when there was an issue going on with your neighbors. That was back up, stay in the house, don't talk to them things like that. That made sense to do for that because that was in hostile interaction with the neighbor. As you begin to live though, every neighbor isn't that. That is what we determine, or that is what we call PTSD. Mm. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Because I've had a traumatic experience up here with my neighbors, I now have a stress disorder that doesn't allow me Right now, the option, the option to see it's not currently happening to me because all I could see is it because it was that terrifying. So even on a new neighbor, boom, I put this feeling on them that every neighbor gets this. Every neighbor. Okay. Well, then in the healing process, as I explained it, life after trauma, here's what you need. Here's a few things that I typically think more so than anything makes the, the, the pot better, so to speak. Unconditional love, a safe space to heal, and like a guide or a spark 
right? A catalyst or some sort, right? Well, that neighbor, that neighbor, right? Boom, 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 knocks the door. There's the spark. You got to choose. You got to choose. Healing is a choice. Healing is a choice. You choose. Do I stay in the disorder and just don't go to the door? Don't answer because the last time I dealt with my neighbors, it was blah, blah, blah. If I stay in the disorder, I never answered the door. You didn't. The spark, the catalyst, that created a need for change. You changed. You did something different. You opened the door. Once you opened the door, in came love. The man said, can I wash your windows? Now, your system go, what? Because you have, you've been running a reel. So it's like old school movies when you run the reel and the reel runs out on one side and now it's just spinning and flapping and making a noise. That's what's happening right now. You're like, hold up. This is not going anywhere how I thought. And he's probably waiting on the answer. You know, and it's yeah. happening. It's happening instantly for you, though. It's rapid fire in there. Yeah. And then you close the door, you know, whatever happens, you come back and you have to process it. There comes another choice. Now, which one will you choose the next time a neighbor comes? That's how you measure if you're growing or healing in the right way, right? It's not that you can't have another hostile neighbor one day. That could be true. Just doesn't mean every neighbor you have will be. So the likelihood of you being defensive when you meet a neighbor would, though, make them hostile. So Or could, yeah, could help, is. you know? Yeah, well, if you're defensive, people, when, when you're defensive, people are like, what the heck? You know? Yeah. So that I know that there's a natural behavior to, I saw, I like, I, I've learned that a long time ago. Like, if I'm a bitch, people are going to respond. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just natural. So if you don't want people to respond like that, don't be a bitch, Jazz, you know? <laughs> so there's... Uh... I think, but I, I it, listen, th thank you. I, I think that uh, it was, it was nicely, you know, worded since I couldn't put the words on, but <laughs> I can see that I can see the process. I can see also once I close the door, then it was all the judgment. Uh, oh, absolutely. Like thoughts came on, like, was like, oh yeah, but what does that mean? Am I going to owe him something that, and it was like, okay, now those, I was kind of like, ah, whatever. I mean, that, that. But Go away. But what that what's so again, what that points to though is we already know how you are when you're in your good in your spot. Yeah. It's evident in your, your career, it's evident in you as a coach. You feel me? Like we know that's in there. What happened, that's how you were so quick to dismiss them. Yeah. Because you were good again. Yeah. It, had he it. Yeah. had he been negative though, it, but but you were good again. Once he wanted to wash the windows, boom, you sell it. Actually, I think that, you know, the more that I think about it, you know, coming back to the reboot, the yeah. reboot, I think that I have rebooted myself where I can see that if there's a hostile behavior coming now, I can actually go, okay, well, that has nothing to do with me. What's going on? You know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's also really cool. It's just yeah. really, um, it's it's so rewarding to be able to stand or sit or hold that space of who I truly am. Yeah. And I, I just love the space. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, that's beautiful. I, I'm seeing it more and more. So now that's that's why because I'm sitting there, now I'm seeing these things. Huh? What was that? Huh? Oh, look at that. There was a like I can identify. Like I was talking to my friends. I was like, I could see that there was a taint. There was a taint of your your. There's a problem with you. Let me fix you. That's not true. Yeah. That is not true. Everybody's fine just the way they are. They just think that they don't. You know, that, that gets easier and easier when my level of certainty of it within myself goes up. Mm. Yeah. I've never looked across the table at a client or across the screen if I'm in 60% of belief of who I am and saw well-being in them. Didn't work that way. <laughs> and mm. I, it's, it's, I have to see it within myself. Yeah. And and the more and more I see it in myself, then I can sit with the certainty as they're explaining their traumatic experience to me to know they're okay and we're going to get through this. That's the space I want to hold for them. Yeah. But there were times because I wasn't on on what the word would be to describe it, didn't see it as clearly, you know, still was trying to effort it or whatever you want to call it. Um I could see uh, how that created some some barriers for this this energy um yeah, for this, can, this space i can see it like i'm as you're explaining i can see it like right now i'm talking i'm working with many clients that are wanting to do videos right yeah. and I, i'm looking at them and i'm going wow they're so freaking fantastic on video they're going to be awesome and then they come back and they're like i can't do this look at that look i look like this i look like that and i'm like no, just keep doing it and you're you're going to get in the zone. Right now you've got all the noise of the judgment of how you should be doing it yes. and what you should look like and what you should be instead of just looking at you. When I look at you, I see, wow, this is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, right? Until I used to do. People might think this is a trick or a tool or a technique or something, but I used to love doing this. Before um, I would record videos or speeches or things like that, I would record it audio first, like on my notes, on my phone. I would record a, a, a large sum of what I wanted to say in the video. And then I'd go in the house and, you know, a few minutes, get away from it, come back. And I'd play that audio with no video with my eyes closed. If I make it through the audio, I make it a video. If I turn it off within the first 10 seconds, I'm back to the drum board start over. Like, literally, that's how fast my mind be dropping stuff that I don't know what I said a few minutes ago. But it has to keep me engaged or else I click out like, oh, you're full of shit. Next. Like, it's, it's just that helped me. Yeah. It was like, does it move me? Because I'm only speaking to me, honestly. Mm. You know, so does it move me? And the more and more I would listen, and what would happen is when I would listen to it and knew it moved me, when I hit record, again, the space I'm from when I'm doing something, I'm not from the space of, oh, how I look, oh, how I did, oh, no. I'm, I'm like, no, what I'm saying, I felt moved by. That's the space I'm in when I do the recording. So my smile populates on its own. 
because of the space I'm coming from. Yeah. My enthusiasm bleeds through because I just felt it. It just was made true to me. Yeah. You know, it just changes the whole nature of a of a of a video. But did you see a difference from before your understanding of the three principles and doing videos to after? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think that oh, yeah. some of the people that I'm working with right now that they don't understand three principles or the source of our experience or, mm -hmm. you know, so they're like, and, and I, I, I understand that. Like, I remember, I remember when we started recording together and you would be like, who the hell was that? <laughs> you'd be like, I'd hit record and then we'd do the episode and then you'd, I'd hit stop and you'd go, who the hell was that? And I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, because there there's there's training i had training right uh, and i had to follow the training and 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 i didn't even know I was doing it that's how habitual the training was in right but when you'd say and i was just like every time you'd say that i was like what the hell that was me you know but i can see now that there was a taint of okay i was working on top of there was me and then on top of me there was all the training all the things that i've learned that i should and should not do on camera mm -hmm. and when i took that off then it all became just this is me you know, and I'm getting comments, you know, I've, I've received a, 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 a Instagram message. I don't know if you're listening, the person who wrote this, but they said, she said, I love you. You just show up and you do what you do. Yeah. You know, and, and that was like the best compliment to me. I was like, yeah, yeah. I like, I don't want to be told that I'm good. I just want to be like, oh, you're, you're you, you're showing up as you. And that's just like, cool. What's so funny about the, the image that comes to my head, and uh, I don't think I've ever had this image before, but as you were explaining that, I think every human being is beautiful. But it's as if we walk through the house of horror and grab every mask we can when it's time to show ourselves stuff that we're beautiful human beings, right? So I'm going to put all these things in the way, my thoughts about our interaction that won't give you nowhere near a reflection of who I truly am. Yeah. So of course you can't see my beauty. Of course you don't want to connect to me. That's what we call, that's the people we call shallow. Like they're not shallow. They just got thinking way in front of them right now and they can't see themselves. Yeah. Right. That's all, that's all it is. It's like whenever you have something that the training, the narratives, all that stuff, while it may be useful in certain scenarios, I don't want to take anything away yeah. from that. Yeah. It still must all start though from you good, you okay, and flow from that. And as you go, you pull in what you need, right? Because if not, you're doing the same, again, in my opinion, habits, habitual habits that don't, or habitual habits, is that even the word? <laughs> <laughs> habits or things you do so habitually that still harm you seems to almost be the effect of PTSD as well. Like it just wouldn't make sense why you would keep doing something that would harm you. And, and what I mean by that is most of the experiences where you don't get what you want out of life is probably because you hit yourself in it. Mm. Like you played small, you didn't get this opportunity. Then we start comparing who did get the opportunity. 
Well, they're better. Yeah, exactly. No, it's they probably just because of the hair. Day. They just showed up that day or that audition. They had less thinking that audition. You had 3,498 thoughts. They had 1,498. So they were 3,000 under, if that's right math. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's that, you know? Um, when I'm, you were talking about earlier, and I, I wanted to, to hit it a little bit. Um, when people who have to sexually harass folks or, or feel the need or their behaviors or, or things like that are doing I in no way stand for that behavior, yeah. but I 100% understands where the behavior comes from, the space it originates from. And that means, that tells me, according to my belief, that this butthole that's doing this action literally feels like they're on fire. That's the pain. Like if you, what I know about life and who you truly are at your core, for you to exhibit those characteristics within society that were not provoked by another negative action, that means your day-to-day has to be walking around feeling as if you're consumed with fire, which what we would call religiously hell. Yeah. So a person living in hell, I can't have nothing but empathy for. Like, man, I ain't... Like, I can't even give you the tag on making, like, you already got enough. Yeah. You are hurting. Yeah. Like, I might think about this shit for 30 more minutes and be mad, but, bro, I'm going to be good. You know what I mean? I understand how this works. I'm going to go on and live. That's why I have the compassion I do for the people who are in the suffering. It's because some people never see the light of that, and they decide to self-transition. Some people never see the light in it and they continue down the path and the adverse effects from those behaviors, you know, ends their life maybe prematurely. Who knows? But it's something, too, when you could see it, that lightens this thing up a little bit. Right? It's not, I'm not accepting of any of that behavior. And I will have to fight myself in the process of it. Cuss him out, show him love. Cuss him out, show him love. I'm going to cuss you out, then I'm going to hug you. How about that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm going to figure it out because I'm still me. I still got my experiences. You know, like, I, I there are some times I'm, I'm high potent, you know, when it comes to letting this flow through me. And there are some times, I was just talking about it on the class the other day, um, about some of the things I'll be struggling with or, or going through or things like that. You know, the class is tripping, but hey, we're <laughs> all human. You know what I mean? We're all human, so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're you, finding that spot within you, though. That's pretty cool. It's it's a wonderful, like it's such an amazing thing when you see the beauty in others that that comes from seeing the beauty in yourself. Like it's a different picture. Yeah, definitely. And people are beautiful. Like I, but when you know you're beautiful, man, it's almost like you're walking around on mushrooms. Honestly, like they're they're more vivid. They're, they're more, it just, it's a different life. Yeah. I don't know what it is to walk around on mushroom, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much. Thank you for, for always being there when I need you. Like, Got you, man. Thank you. And thank you listen, for letting me come back. Uh, I'm going to to ask you to share about um, 
life after trauma. Yeah. And maybe people give your website, let them know how they can get with you on that. Cool. Uh, you can go out to I'm Rob Cook, I-M-R-O-B-C-O-O-K.com. Uh, and you can get to the life after trauma from there. Uh, but what it is, it's it's really where I'm at. Um, if I want to name my year, I guess, uh, to bring a full circle, that's what it's going to be. Uh, helping people have, get their lives, reclaim their lives after trauma. So the first course starts February 1st. Uh, I think, and do not quote me on this, that's how bad I am at it. But I think, I don't know, I ain't going to say I'm going to even say a price, right? whatever. So it's a price right. out there, right? Um but on this Friday, which I, oh, well, I can't say I don't want to date the episode, but uh, um, it's, it's going to be passed because we're going to, you're probably going to be the second week of February. Edit. So Okay. So then I'll do it this way. Uh, you don't do edits though, do you? No, that's okay. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I'll just say, cause I will keep doing it, but the, the course uh, is a group course uh, where we go through and get common language, share context, um, make sure we're talking about the same things. And spend some time getting people out of um, hypervigilantly, you know, being so hypervigilant about their lives and letting them settle and see just a little bit of difference. Um, and and from there, I think that that will will help a lot in the in the area of trauma because again, it's it's continuous when you're suffering from it. And mm-hmm. so any moments of of peace and break and and love that that we can offer, you know, to help somebody change is going to be great. Uh, so stay connected. Again, I'm Rob Cook. I am. I'm Rob Cook. I am R-O-B's. Yeah, Instagram, all that. I always put it out on those platforms. Um, but yeah, that's what it's, it's really about, helping people reclaim their lives. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for having me. And everybody else, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Please share. Tell your friends. And dream it, dare it, do it. Live the life you want. And uh, see you next week. Bye.